to a star witness. Hello everyone, this is Kayla bringing another episode and today is part two from last week and I have again with me my mother. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Last time we talked about why the Lord gave us the health message and this week I want to discuss how it's important for our salvation and is it salvational? Before we get further into our discussion, let's have a word of prayer. Do you want me to or do you want to? Go ahead. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for another day of life. And Lord, please help us as we discuss health. We know it's an important topic. And Lord, we thank you for all of the wonderful food that you have provided for us. Fruits and nuts and grains for our health and our benefit. Lord, thank you so much for the many blessings that you've given us. Be with the listeners. Be with us. Help our hearts and minds to be open to what you have for us in your word. We thank you and praise you in your heavenly son's name. Amen. So, yes, we're saved by grace, but that doesn't mean one saved, always saved. That's right. We can't just go ahead and eat and drink and shoot and kill and steal and commit adultery and do whatever we want because we're saved by grace. We still have our part to do. And our faith is proved by our works as well. Yeah, so that's why I want this part two is going to be about whether following the health message is salvational, if it plays into our salvation. Well, the Bible says, whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. And that's 1 Corinthians 10.31. So if we have to do everything to the glory of God, that would include what we put in our mouth. Exactly. And 1 Corinthians 9.25 says, And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. 1 Corinthians 9.25. So that says right there, we need to be temperate in all things to obtain that incorruptible crown, which is eternal life. Exactly. And we're supposed to fear God and give glory to him. It says in Revelation 14, 6 through 7, and we can't give glory to God if we're making ourselves sick and putting things in our body that is making us so that we can't serve God 100% because we don't feel good or, you know, we're in the hospital or we have all these aches and pains and when we have a sick body and we don't feel well, we don't really feel like doing anything for the Lord. So we have to uh, obey Revelation 14 where it tells us to fear God and give glory to Him and that would be verse 6. And that's part of the three angels' messages and we know that's salvational. Absolutely. And it is part of the three angels' message. It's also the health message is the right arm of the gospel. So it's very, very important to obey the health message. And in Second Peter 1, 5, through 8 it talks about the things that we need to have to be living a godly life and it says and besides this giving all diligence add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity for if these things be in you and abound ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our lord jesus christ Amen. And then Galatians 5, and 23 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. So we need the temperance. It's part of the fruit of the Spirit. It's definitely a necessity to have. Absolutely. And Romans 8, 9 says, If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Also, there is another quote, which we talked about last week, but we never said it out loud. And it's found in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. 
What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? What? You are not what? Your own. Oh. We're not our own. For ye are bought with a price. Absolutely. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Amen. So we are not our own. So we have no right to do to our body what we want, even though it's our body. We were bought with a price. And that price was Jesus dying on the cross for us, which was a great sacrifice. We need to glorify God in our bodies. And the way we do that is by eating right, eating healthy, exercising, right. getting fresh air, sunshine. What we put in our body. All the health laws, obeying them. Not just what we put in our body, but on our body too, such as chemicals or product, hair, hair products, dyes, makeup, deodorants, soaps, conditioners. Yeah. All that stuff has, has an effect on our health. And Especially in today's society, they like to hide dangerous stuff in there. Especially deodorant. That's a big one. Even toothpaste. I mean, toothpaste is a money-making industry. It's not necessary. Things we put on our skin, it soaks into us. Yes, it does. And so anyway, we have much advice in the spirit of prophecy as well. And first of all, in Third Selected Messages, page 30, paragraph 3, it says the Holy Ghost is the author of the scriptures and of the spirit of prophecy. So many people want to say Bible only, but it's not Bible only because the same Holy Spirit that told the Bible writers what to write told Sister White what to write. That's like saying you can read Matthew and Mark, but don't read Luke and John because it's different people. It doesn't matter about who wrote what. If it's Paul or Luke or whoever in the Bible, Moses, what matters is that they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. And so the Spirit of Prophecy was inspired by the Holy Ghost to Ellen White. She was just the writer, just like the Bible writers, and she was under the influence of the Holy Spirit, and she says herself that all she wrote was from God. Well, it's like back in the day when Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and all of the other apostles, and, and Paul, when they wrote stuff, I'm sure the leaders back then were like saying, oh, we don't have to listen to you because we have the scriptures already. But now, look at where they are. They're in the scriptures. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. And in third selected messages, page 83, in paragraph 5, it says, Men may get up scheme after scheme, and the enemy will seek to seduce souls from the truth. But all who believe that the Lord has spoken through Sister White and has given her a message will be safe from the many delusions that come in the last days. So those who believe in Sister White and that God gave her a message will be safe. That's a powerful quote. And it was written in 1906, which is only a few years before she died. Yeah, she died in 1915, so just nine years. That's not a lot of years, so it was very close to the end of her life. Right. That the Lord told her to put that in there. And it says in FE 427.1, The Lord himself has spoken upon this subject of the care of the body. He says in his word, If any man destroyeth the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. 1 Corinthians 3.17 This scripture enjoins a conscientious care of the body and condemns all ignorant or careless neglect. And again, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. 
Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, and then also chapter 10, verse 31. Right. So she brings in that verse that we read earlier again, and also the other one, which is really powerful, that, you know, if any man destroys the temple, God shall destroy him. Yep. And Kayla, it's time to answer the question now. Is the health message salvational? Councils on Diet and Food, page 461 says, The light God has given on health reform is for our salvation and the salvation of the world. So there it is, folks, right there from the Spirit of Prophecy. The health message is salvational, and it is very important, and it's also for the salvation of the world. That's really a powerful quote. I mean, it's not only for our salvation, but the salvation of everybody else, too. Exactly. And it says in FE 427.2, The intellect, conscientious care of our bodies is due to our Heavenly Father, who so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Amen. that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We are individually the property of Christ, his purchased possession. It is required of each one of us to preserve our health and strength by the practice of temperance in all things. The Appetites and passions must be controlled, that through them we shall not weaken or defile God's human temple. Amen. That's a powerful quote. And the very next paragraph after that says, Anything that lessens the physical power enfeebles the mind and makes it less clear to discriminate between good and evil, between right and wrong. So when we're eating junk, it makes our mind, we can't determine good and evil and right and wrong. We get confused, we get clouded, we get mixed up. We don't know what's right and wrong anymore. And the sad part about society is that they don't care what they put in their body nowadays. And it's really sad because health is important and it's salvational. And like the quote said, it makes us to see right from wrong. Yes. And we need to know right from wrong because that's very important for our salvation. So again, that proves that it's a salvational issue. And we're also told in councils on diet and foods that it is as truly a sin to violate the laws of our being as it is to break the Ten Commandments. To do either is to break God's laws. So is breaking God's law a sin? Yeah. All right. I mean, he wrote his law on stone. That's right. And the quote says, those who transgress the laws of God in their physical organism will be inclined to violate the law of God spoken from Sinai. So there's more proof that the health message is salvational. Well, and you see some of these people who have an unhealthy diet and you try to tell them or warn them that they should eat differently in a nice way and they get nasty, some of them. Oh, yes. It's like they're possessed. People don't want to don't want to hear it. I was helping a friend try to help this lady at her husband's work and she had four-stage cancer. And when she was told that she really needed to give up her meat because she wanted to do natural. She didn't want to do chemo and, and radiation and all that. And when she was told the first thing she had to do was give up the meat, she said she'd rather die. Wow, that's sad. I mean, I definitely would want to live longer if 
given the opportunity. And if I had to just give up one simple thing, I mean, it's not such a tragedy to go without meat. I mean, I know I'm saying this as one who's never eaten meat, but there's so much out there that you can eat besides the fruits and greens and vegetables. And I mean, yes, I know for people who eat meat, it is hard to give it up because it's addicting. I mean, you know, because you used to. Oh, yeah, I ate it and I know it. by God's grace we can do anything because Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So I also wanted to correct myself while I'm thinking about it. Last week I said that it was over 160 years but it should have been over 150 years so i wanted to let the listeners know that i caught my mistake after but it was too late to change it so anyway we're also told that every law governing the human machinery is to be considered just as truly divine in origin and character and importance as the word of god every careless inattentive action any abuse put upon the lord's wonderful mechanism by disregarding his specified laws in the human habitation is a violation of God's law. And that's in Councils on Diet and Foods, page 17, paragraph 2. Powerful quote right there. Yeah, it is a Any very abuse, it quote. says, that we put on the Lord's mechanism. What's the Lord's mechanism? That's talking about our bodies. Yeah, and it says further down in that book on page 23 that our Heavenly Father sent the light of health reform to guard against the evils resulting from a debased appetite that those who love purity and holiness may know how to use with discretion the good things he has provided for them and that by exercising temperance in daily life they may be sanctified through the truth amen so, so it's not he's not forcing us to do no. this it's our free will. Yes, right. we, we belong. We were purchased by his blood, but we still have the choice whether or not to do what he wants us to Absolutely. do. Absolutely. But that part you said that we can, they can be sanctified through the truth by exercising temperance in daily life. Well, we're not temperate when we're eating a bunch of junk food and drinking soda and energy drinks and smoking and drinking alcohol and, you know, eating all this garbage that makes us sick. It's not going to be easy to give up this stuff, especially since it is so addicting. But that's why Christ gave us an example that we can go to him and pray and ask for help. And he's ready and able to send every angel out of heaven if necessary to help us overcome the temptation. Right. And in the wilderness, one of the things that he went through was overcoming appetite. Yes. And if Jesus, he did that as our example, and he's our perfect example. So if he did it, that means we can do it too. And one of the things I tell people when they are wanting to not eat certain things, I said, don't go to the store and buy them. Don't bring them home because that's the easiest way to not eat it. When you're home and you have that craving for some Twinkie or some piece of junk, if it's not in your house, you're not going to eat it. I mean, the real question you have to ask yourselves is heaven worth it to you? Right. Is being there with Jesus worth giving up everything for? Right. I mean, and that's the real question. That's what it comes down to. Absolutely. And we have to make a choice again. And the choice is ours. We're told in Councils on Diet and Foods, page 23, let it ever be kept before the mind that the great object of hygienic reform is to secure the highest possible development of mind, soul, and body. All the laws of nature, which are the laws of God, 
will aid us in preparation for the life to come. And the life to come is heaven. So this is how we can help prepare for heaven. Right. And in CD 23.5, it says, Only when we are intelligent in regard to the principles of healthful living can we be fully aroused to see the evils resulting from improper diet. So it's only after you start on this pathway of eating right and doing right and making a change that you can look back and see how much that other diet really affected you. And there's been many testimonies of this as well, where people have given up meat and dairy and all these other harmful things in their lifestyle. And then after a few weeks even of doing it, their minds are just clear and they have so much strength and energy and they can't believe it. They're well, amazed. It's true. I was talking with someone the other day and trying to explain something to them and they, they just couldn't see it. They couldn't get it. They didn't understand. And I knew why, because this person and smoke and wasn't even a Christian and you know wasn't obeying the laws of health and their mind was in a fog they just they couldn't comprehend a simple truth we're told that in order to be able to understand spiritual things we do need to have a clear mind and the fear of the Lord is to hate evil and part of that evil is all of the enchantments that Satan has set in our pathway vanity fair as Pilgrim's Progress puts it you know here you have all of these people trying to sell you on whatever it might be whether it's unhealthy food or alcohol or drugs or any of that stuff and it's like oh once isn't gonna hurt you sometimes it only takes once and people are dead right that's all it can take sometimes it's really sad too because there's so many people who are so messed up in their mind because they are doing things to their bodies that is making them sick and they, they really don't have the ability to distinguish between truth and error. Yeah, and it says in CD 451.2 that those who profess to believe the special truths for this time are lamentably ignorant with regard to health and temperance. They need to be educated line upon line, precept upon precept. The subject must be kept before them. This matter must not be passed over as non-essential, for nearly every family needs to be stirred up on the question. The conscience must be aroused to the duty of practicing the principles of true reform. God requires that his people shall be temperate in all things. Unless they practice true temperance, they will not, they cannot be susceptible to the sanctified influences of the truth. Wow, that is a very powerful quote, Kayla. That is really, really powerful. So God requires his people to be temperate, and unless we do practice temperance, we won't be susceptible to the sanctifying influence of truth. That's amazing. Yeah, and once again, he doesn't force us to do this, but, and remember the story back during the Israelites' time, and they were craving the meat and finally the lord's like okay i'm gonna give you what you want and they died with it in their teeth they didn't even wait to get out the fat and the blood they just ate it raw which i can't even yeah. begin to describe yeah. how disgusting that makes me feel i know <laughs> and i i agree i never ate raw meat even when i ate it <laughs> i mean people eat raw meat now in sushi and that's just yeah, well, Not good. <laughs> remember earlier today I was telling you I read about this woman who was trying to eat a, a live octopus and the thing sucked onto her face and hurt her. 
That's just like, crazy. That is just absolutely insane. I couldn't imagine doing that. No, that's just not even something you should yeah, do. It's, it's, it's weird what people do, I tell you. But it's a delicacy. Well, I mean, many people eat that stuff just because it is a delicacy, which is really But I think you're supposed strange. to kill it first. No, they eat it live. I mean, the octopus, even when they cut off the legs, you can see the octopus's legs still moving a little bit. Uh. I mean, it's dead and stuff, but I've heard that from what I've read, or some of those seafoods can still kind of move a little after yeah, they're dead. Yeah, I'm, I'm so. When I was a little girl, my grandma used to buy a live chicken, and she'd bring it home, and she would get the boiling water ready, and she would no <laughs> dip the chicken in boiling water and cut its head off, and it would flop around oh. all over the yard because the you know it was still kind of yeah. And That's then grotesque. She'd dip it in boiling water and pull off those feathers and make that chicken. Yeah. It is, but I I don't know if I could stomach that, uh, like wit witness she, that and then eat it afterwards. <laughs> to me, it was normal, you know. I, I didn't know any better, but I, don't well, I know guess she, yeah. now when I think about it, it's like, oh, I don't know how she did that. But many people don't do that nowadays. They just buy it at the grocery oh, store. Right. So I mean, I wonder if many people, if well, they had to do that, would they still want to eat it afterwards? Probably are people who raise them that do it. I don't know. Like I was saying but, before, people eat the puffer fish, which is a poisonous fish as well. People die if you don't eat it properly. I mean, this is just not respectful to yourself. I think you are putting yourself in these death-defying situations and you expect everything to work out. Well, one of these days, something's gonna happen and you're gonna end up dead on the table. Well, you know, we're told that we have to be converted and Councils on Health says so. It says, he who is converted from errors in eating, drinking, and dressing is being prepared to hear and receive the truth into a good and willing heart. And that's very true. We have to be converted from our errors and then we're prepared to hear the truth. Well, that's why it's so important for us to get this message out. It says to educate, educate, educate is the message that has been impressed upon me in right. CD 451.3. And that's in regard to not only the health message, but all of the messages. Right. And another thing that's very impressive is on page 33 of the same book, it says in order to be fitted for translation, the people of God should ever have the appetite and subjection to the moral and intellectual organs. The body should be servant to the mind and not the mind to the body. So we don't let our mind tell us, oh, I want to go eat that ice cream and those potato chips and that candy and that gum and whatever junk we think about. We tell our mind, no, that's not good. She says the health reform, as she was shown, is part of the third angel's message. And it's closely connected with the arm as the hand is with the body. And God's people aren't prepared for the loud cry of the third angel. We have a work to do. And one of the prevailing sins of this age is gluttony, she says. And a lustful appetite makes slaves of men and women and beclouds their intellect and stupefies their moral sensibilities. That's Councils on Diet and Food again, page 32. I didn't read it verbatim, but I just brought out some points from that that we really, really need to take heed to that advice. Yeah, in Healthful Living 74.5, it says, as our first parents lost Eden through the indulgence of appetite, our only hope of regaining Eden is through the firm denial of appetite and passion. The controlling power of appetite will prove the ruin of thousands, when if they had conquered on this point, then they would have had the moral power to gain the victory of every other temptation of Satan. But those who are slaves to appetite will fail in perfecting Christian character. 
Wow. And that is one of my favorite quotes. I have shared that with many people because that is powerful. That tells us right there that if you do not overcome, you cannot perfect your character. So that means that we have to overcome our appetite in order to perfect our character. And we have to overcome in our appetite first, or we won't be able to overcome other sins either, the quote said. So that's where we start is our appetite. Yeah, and ignorance is no excuse now for the transgression of law. And that's what CD 70.2 says. And it continues, all are bound by the most sacred obligations to God to heed the sound philosophy and genuine experience which he is not giving them in reference to health reform. He designs that the great subject of health reform shall be agitated and the public mind deeply stirred to investigate. For it is impossible for men and women with all their sinful health-destroying brain innervating habits to discern sacred truth through which they are to be sanctified, refined, elevated, and made fit for the society of heavenly angels in the kingdom of glory. Amen. Ignorance isn't an excuse. Ignorance is no excuse, no. It also says that in the judgment, we shall see how seriously God regards the violations of the laws of health. And that's Councils on Diet and Food, page 40, paragraph 1. Many have done the body much injury by a disregard of the laws of life, and they may never recover from the effects of their neglect. But even now they may repent and be converted. God calls upon us to give attention to his requirements, no longer to dishonor him by dwarfing the physical, mental, and spiritual capability. That's in the same book, Council on Diet and Foods, page 40. So the health reform message is one branch of the great work, which is to fit a people for the coming of the Lord. Councils on Diet and Food, 69, paragraph 1. And Councils on Health, 479, paragraph 1, says the light God has given on health reform is for our salvation and the salvation of the world, as we talked about earlier. And then also, Councils on Diet and Food 77, paragraph 1 says, The work of health reform is the Lord's means for purifying His church. And last but not least, Medical Missionary, page 160, paragraph 2 says, God desires His people to bind medical missionary work up with the work of the third angel's message. This is the work that will restore the moral image of God in man. Wow. Yes. That's very, very, very powerful. Yes, it is. Keep the work of the health reform to the front is the message I am instructed to bear. Show so plainly its value that a widespread need for it will be felt. And that's in Nine Testimonies 113.1. And it is felt. So many people are so sick and they need help. And as we talked about last Last week once we help them and they see that we know what we're doing with health and they feel better they're going to be more open then to listen to what we have to say about other spiritual matters I feel like there's a lot of people especially in today's society who want to eat healthfully veganism alone has become very popular in today's society whereas years ago that wasn't really the case that's true. Years ago, if you said that word or plant-based diet or you didn't want meat or dairy, they were like, huh? They looked at you strange and it was so unheard of. But now, more and more places are... I just read not too long ago that I think it was Pizza Hut was going to start having vegan cheese as an option now for pizza. Not that that's necessarily healthy. but Right. Not that that's healthy, but it's better than the real thing. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And although I wouldn't eat it, but it's just showing that they're starting to cater to those who are choosing not Health to eat conscience. animal products and, and trying to 
do better. Right, health conscientious. And there's a difference between vegan and health reform too. There's that to think about as well. Just because oh, you're yes. vegan doesn't mean what you're doing is healthy. We'll have to talk about that. It's a whole another topic. We'll have to do that sometime. In it's the future. Very, very, very interesting subject too because many people keep saying, I'm vegan, I'm vegan, I'm vegan, but that's not what we're called to be. We are counseled to be health reformers, not vegans. A lot of vegan people... is connected with new age and all kinds of weird things. And, yes. and vegans do a lot of things that health reformers don't. But And a lot of people get stuck on these alternatives like the fake cheeses and the fake meats. And it's supposed to be a bridge way to get off of that stuff. And then you're supposed to get off of that. But my thing is why even start? Right. You know, that's, don't get yourself addicted. That's what I counsel people. It's like, don't even go to that. Get off the meat and just start on the fruits and the vegetables and the good, healthy food. Don't get addicted to something else you got to give up down the road. And don't be in the mindset like, oh, it doesn't taste like this. Nothing you ever find is going to be like tasting exactly the way you had it in the world, the way that you used to eat meat and cheese. But that doesn't mean that this food isn't tasty. So you just have to put it in your mind that, no, this doesn't taste like what I'm used to. But it is good and it's good for me right that's right it is and god gave us so many healthy foods that are so wonderful for example i made pizza and it's very good <laughs> i made the crust a long time ago and it was in the freezer and I used some whole wheat flour with some buckwheat and, and made the sauce from scratch. I cooked up the filling uh, with some zucchini and some bell pepper and then uh, some homemade hamburger uh, that's plant-based out of nuts and seasonings. And then I made the cheese from scratch and put that on. And, and then you cut up some olives and we put them on top. Quit making everybody's mouth water. <laughs> yeah, it was very good. It was delicious. That's how we eat. I mean, we make everything from scratch. I make all my breads, all my condiments, everything in this house is made from scratch. There's nothing store-bought except maybe like crackers, but I have made them from scratch, but I did find some healthy ones. I know a lot of people in today's society, they don't have the time to make everything from scratch, but you do have days off. And I know on your days off, you're busy cleaning your house, doing laundry, doing all of that stuff that's necessary. But you well, know, we have to take the time also to cook healthy food for ourselves. Dishes that can go in the freezers that you can take out and for the whole week. You can eat simple things too. You don't have to do what I did and make all that like the pizza from scratch. There's other things that people can eat. I worked full-time and I homeschooled you. I still had time to make healthy food. We just have to plan. If we fail to plan, we'll plan to fail. That's just how it goes. And, and that was years ago. Now, yeah, I'm working and you're retired. The situation has kind of reversed a little bit, but and still it's busy. It is busy. I, every day there's something to do. It's either laundry or make mayonnaise or make ketchup or make mustard or make bread or make this or make that. Plus my ministry work. And Well, the thing I think is great is that you make things on your days off that can be put in the freezer. So it's not necessarily for that specific week. So if you do want pizza, you can make the pizza crust and store it in the freezer and it'll be in the freezer waiting for whenever you're ready to make the other oh, stuff. Oh yeah, when I make pizza crusts, I make anywhere from three to five crusts and put them in the freezer because we're counseled not to eat the bread for 48 to 72 hours. So it has to be frozen because you don't want to just let it sit out for that long and start boiling because there's no preservatives in it. So I will make it and let it cool and I wrap it up and put it in the freezer. And then when we want pizza, a few days later, I take one out or two crusts and, and make pizza. And then we have it for a couple days and twice. I think this topic 
is definitely could go on further. So we'll yeah. have to save it for another time because there's more, lots more to say about this. Oh yeah. Even about this topic alone, please do your research and study for yourselves about how the health message is important to your salvation. Look up all the quotes that we gave you and read them for yourself and you'll see that they're all there and everything we said. And there's more to be said about it. These are just a fraction of what is said about the health message and how it's important to our salvation and to the benefit of the heavenly kingdom and how to bring souls to the kingdom. Right. It's a fraction. <laughs> well, thank you for having me again and I look forward to uh, doing it again with you sometime. Yes, I am very grateful that you came on my podcast and shared and I'm looking forward to the next time. Also, if people want to see what your ministry is about, would you like to share your name again and how to do that? Sure. My name is uh, Renee Busher, and you can contact me on Facebook. And my ministry page is called Restoration Remedies and Recipes. And I do have a website I'm still working on, but I can give you the link to my website if you would like to look at it. I still don't have everything done. But the website is my name, Renee Busher, and it's R-E-N-E-E, be like boy, you. S like Sam, H O R dot Wix site, and that's W I X S like Sam, I T E dot com slash website. And you can go there and see my page. You can also contact me on Facebook. So get in touch with me if you have any questions or need anything. I'd be happy to help if I can. Yes, you're very knowledgeable in the health message. The Lord definitely gave you a passion for it and I'm really glad for that because you taught me everything I know about it as well and you're definitely going to come back again to talk further about this some other point in time in the future we'll have to figure out maybe once a month or something like that let me know still in the planning phase of how everything's going to work out but definitely the plans are there to do it and to do it often because the health message is like we were talking about is very very important to know and to understand and there's lots to talk about there's lots to know but with all of that being said remember what it says in the Bible let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven Matthew 5 16 and let your light so shine that you are a star witness for the Lord